doors into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, hey, and chat friends. Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast. Here we help moms find peace and purpose by being vulnerable about postpartum and our faith. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. I am your host, Allison Nick, and welcome to the show, you guys. Um, I'm currently sneaking away (laughs) to record this intro while my children are running amok downstairs. So y'all bear with me if y'all just hear a mommy in the background, okay? (laughs) But today I'm really excited. We have um, another phenomenal lady that I met at the podcast retreat. Her name is Rosalyn Renee, and I will give y'all an introduction soon. But real quick, y'all know we have to check in. So how are you doing, Booski? How are you doing, Love Bug? How are you doing, you dynamic mama you? I hope you are having an amazing day, amazing afternoon, an amazing evening. And I hope that regardless if you are probably like tired and wore out as I am right now with a headache, that you are still pushing through, that you are still giving yourself love, that you are still serving yourself regardless of what's happening. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to Four Moms. Um, If you are a returning listener, thank you so, 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 so much, y'all. It's just amazes me every week how I see what countries and cities that we're reaching. Um, Just to name some, um, Spain, Russia, India, um, the UK, uh, Africa, Africa is a continent, but, um, let's see, I think in Africa, we've hit Kenya, South Africa, Canada. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. So what was that? Like three continents? One, two, yeah, three continents, three out of seven. And one of them you can't live on. So really three out of six, we reach half, (laughs) we reach half of these continents. Okay. (laughs) But anywho, um, oh, our announcements y'all, um, before we head into our podcast, I have a little bit of an announcement and y'all are going to get it a day earlier than the people that listen and that follow me on Instagram. So I am launching a new product come October. I'm super excited about it. Um, And it is really a movement. It's really a declaration of us um, declaring our mommyhood. And I'm really excited to share more about them with you guys. Um, They will be launching October 14th. Okay. 10 14 and yeah i'm super 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 excited and so it is going to be a t-shirt line but y'all definitely will see more to come so please if you're not already follow our instagram page at the calling fm just to see more about it now let's get to the good good so miss rosin renee she is the lady y'all hear me talk about brain dumping on here sometimes as um, resolves kind of get things off your mind. She is the one that introduced me to it. So in our, our last series was Mind Shift. And now we are in the recovery series and we're speaking on how to recover from different events in our lives. 
So our first week, we had Elisha on here speak about recovering from a loss. Last week, we had Yolanda come on and she preached on how our mommyhood can fuel our purpose. And today, we have the vibrant Rosalind Renee. And she's talking to us about effective scheduling after um, our mind upset. So when things go wrong, whenever we have a change in our schedule, and most of the time, that can really mess us up. You can be on track for like four weeks and then... Some happens and it just messes you up. So how to get back on track, how to schedule effectively and properly, how to do all of those great things. Um, and she is here to talk to us about that. So I'm really excited. So her bio real quick. Rosalind is a licensed master's level social worker and currently a school social worker who counsels teenagers in inner city school in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. She supports the teenagers with different mental health problems related to anxiety, trauma, depression, suicidal thoughts, problem solving, and many other factors that impact them. She is the creator of the podcast Therapy as a Christian, which is a podcast that focuses on Christianity and mental health by merging the two together to help Christians see that counseling and overcoming trauma is close to the heart of God. Yes. She is a wife to her amazing husband and is currently pregnant with her first little one. Shout out to our mom squad, mom crew. Come on. (laughs) A little peanut and she has the cutest little baby bump. Oh my gosh. It's adorable. And she currently lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I'm super excited for y'all to listen to this interview and just to learn more. Let me tell you now, get you like a piece of paper, maybe a couple. Because I literally ask her one question and she answers like three. <laughs> and she gives so much good information. And y'all, this is free information. So please, 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 please write this down. It's so good. It's so good. And it was really timely for me. Quick story. Really timely for me because um, I had been upset and I had gotten off my schedule for like the past two weeks. I wasn't playing out my weeks. I wasn't uh, spending time with God. And after even just doing the interview and talking to her about some things, it really had me start to get on track. Um, so it was like day one, I started just playing out my schedule. Day two, I um, started reading, you know, just 10 minutes, like a devotional. And um, I'm really on like day three. Today I fasted. That's a whole nother thing. But what I'm saying is that sometimes it's just like getting started, like doing small things and not really looking at yourself like, dang, I don't failed. Like I done messed up God. <laughs> like God ain't happy with me. He don't love me. Like I ain't did nothing. I ain't did nothing to show him that I love him. Why would he love me? Because God is not like man. And so um, I've just had some different pers- I've really just had to really get myself together, y'all. But anywho enjoy and if you do like please do leave us a review or um, excuse me leave a review or um, you know a five-star review and if you guys don't mind writing things out I love just to read them I really do I really do love 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 to read them um so yes let's get into the interview all right so welcome welcome to the podcast Rosland <laughs> hey sis <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Um, and so I, I believe I said it in the intro, you guys, but we met. This is also another sister from the podcast retreat. Y'all hear me talk about this all the time on the podcast. But Rosalind, Rosalind really just stood out to me as just like this phenomenal person at the podcast because she was just, just 
Ross was just always down. If she came in and somebody was on the floor in praise and worship, she was like, where, where I need to go? What's mm-hmm. going on? <laughs> what's happening? We came in and we were on different subjects. She's like, okay, what, what's going on? She would just always jumped in. And so um, I've just always loved that about Ross. She's always just been someone that you can reach out to and she gives you feedback and she gives it in the most flamboyant and loving way. <laughs> That's not <the> girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I always appreciate it. Okay. So let's get into these, this interview. So in scheduling, why do you, why is it that upsets affect our scheduling so much? So I think when it comes to anything related to scheduling time management, um, I try to tell people that it's not just you having a planner. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, especially with my background in mental health, I think that what I've come to understand is that time management is really the fruit of the spirit of self-control. And we have this perception that we manage our time, but honestly, we don't manage time. We manage ourselves. And so when I kind of got that understanding from God, I, I realized that it's not just having a planner because you can have a planner, but don't know how to use it. I have a car, but if I don't know how to drive, I can't really go anywhere. And so it's not really like a thing that somebody can just say schedule something. It's a skill that honestly you have to learn how to have. And so when it comes to scheduling and the way that it impacts us overall, I think it goes back to having a mindset shift towards your time, having a mindset shift towards um, the way you approach time. And that goes into a lot of stuff that I could talk about, which is boundaries and overwhelm and finding a system that works for you, how to flow in your transitions. Um, As someone who's becoming a mom, like I'm very well aware that I'm not going to have the same routine yeah. that I have now. And so yeah. even as my son gets bigger, like I know that that's going to shift a lot. And so I think it's just really kind of honing in on the skill part of it, because I think that that will really help with being able to address it. But I think also too, is just finding what works for you and not overthinking that you can't do it. That's something that I really have, I really come to understand is like, it's not that you can't do it. It's your perspective shift. So mm-hmm. just to probably like give it maybe like a quick little synopsis for myself. I realized that I did really poor with my time management and scheduling because I was always trying to do everything for everybody else. So yeah. when it for me to like actually schedule time for myself, schedule time for my husband, schedule time for friends. I was boggled down by all these other commitments that I had to other people. So I did things out of, okay, I got to prove to God that I am this good Christian person and that I'm this good, um, I'm, I'm this person that can do all these things for the kingdom. And that was something that I realized, like, God never put that pressure on me. I put that pressure on myself. And it wasn't, and nothing that I did really came from a genuine place. It was always trying to prove stuff to God. So when it came to me working through a lot of that hurt and pain of 
I'm trying to prove myself to God because I want to earn his love. I'm trying to be this perfect person because I want to prove to the world like I'm this good Christian. I'm trying to be this perfect wife because I want my husband to always be happy. And in a sense, what that did was it made me overwhelmed and anxious all the time. And I never had a clear view of like, what is it that I need to do? What is it I want to do? What is that God really wants me to do? And what I found was like, God wanted me to rest. He wanted me to heal. He wanted me to not feel like I had to do anything, but just be. And in that, it became a genuine desire to then do things, but also pay attention to, you know, this grind that people say is this thing that we should do. It's 24-7, no team, no sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it's not sustainable. And I don't think that that was something that was created by God to, you know, push, build, build the kingdom. And we don't don't really understand that genuinely loving God, you show up, you give your best regardless. It's not, you have to have a platform or any of those things. And so just to kind of give perspective, I think it was more for me, a realization that I, myself, had insecurities that made me think that I had to do these things. Okay. Let me, you can say a lot. Okay. So, <laughs> so first off, even like you say, it's a mindset shift. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, God realized it, but just these two series back to back, the mind shift series and not going into what we're doing, the recovery series, it's just so important. So I really just, um, tell y'all like the mindset is so important in everything that you do and everything you're trying to be intentional to be and then um, as you were saying again as you are going into mommyhood and growing in all these things how it is so important to get your rest how it is so important for God telling you to get your you know for you to heal and do all these steps and do because those things are so important just even in us um scheduling our time but really just being um better people and eventually being you know better moms and just all these things down the road so it was so much I was like oh this is so good okay (laughs) so okay so why do you why, why would you say that it's so hard for us as as moms or as mom friends to create and stick to a schedule because I know like that's my sometimes that's my hardest thing is that I have like a checklist and by the way Rosalind is the one who taught me all about brain dumps okay y'all hear me talk about that (laughs) Rosalind is the one that taught me about brain dumps get all stuff out but like sometimes it's so hard to stick to her schedule or whenever you do get a schedule going then something happens and it interrupts it and kind of like we were talking about it interrupts it and it throws you off and you're like now I got to make another schedule. <laughs> now I got to do this all over again. <laughs> yeah. So I think in just working with moms as well as myself, what I realized is that it goes back to what I said about time management being a skill is something that we honestly haven't been taught. Like we haven't been taught how do I manage all these things? And really not taking it into time management, just really like how do I manage all that I have on my plate? Mm-hmm. And I really think when it comes down to the part about with moms, like not having a schedule or creating and sticking to a schedule is it's habitual. Like our normal resolve, and, and it goes back to that mindset piece of 
the normal resolve is when we feel overwhelmed to go into overwhelm mode and overwhelm mode means doing what I can that's in front of me. And I don't really know what that looks like, but it also is, I don't know how else to kind of function. So with overwhelm mode though, it becomes a thing where you can kind of just stay there and you don't really maneuver out. And so when it comes to um, at, like sticking with a schedule is a lot of not trying to eat the whole elephant. Okay. We okay. try to eat the whole elephant at one time. Yeah, I was like at one oh. sitting. Yeah. One sitting, one day, you make this laundry list of things and you don't like master just one thing at a time. If I just master laundry, if my focus this month is laundry, I probably don't make no list, but every week I'm gonna make sure my clothes are washed. I've mastered one thing by eating the elephant a little at a time. And so I think when it comes to moms, it's like finding, again, it goes back to finding a system that works for you, which is really diving deep into what are you currently carry. So I'm responsible for the kids, picking up the kids on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. How do I put that into my schedule where I still can accomplish five, um, one, two, three, and four, and still be able to maintain that schedule? And even when I have interruptions, are those interruptions um, things that I can say no to, or are they things that take the little bit of myself that I have? And so it's like going back to assessing, do I need to say yes to this? Do I need to say no to this? Is this interruption from my kid? Is there something I need to put into place so that my child is like a little bit more preoccupied during this time? You can't really plan for that, but just finding ways to like make adjustments as you go, but not feeling like you have to do everything at once. Like, I think we want to fix it in one, two days and that's just not realistic, nor is it possible. But I think if you find things that work for you, so like clients that I've worked with that have had, that have multiple kids, um, one of the big things for them was like waking up early in the morning and having a set time for themselves every day. Even if their day was crazy, they approached the day pouring into themselves and they were way more mentally set for the day and like doing that consistently. And what a lot of them said was over time, they felt way more energized for the day. They felt like they could do more and they weren't so overwhelmed when things would happen because they gave themselves that time. Um, and I also think that that's important for moms to like have some level of self-care, even for me now as a pregnant person. <laughs> I require a level of self-care. Yes, you do. I, <laughs> I require time to myself. <laughs> I require time with my husband. It is It fills me up to spend time with him. I require a shower where nobody comes in there and bothers me. I require <laughs> naps. <laughs> I don't know how realistic that will be with a newborn, but like support delegation, like my mom and my sister, they know when this baby comes, I need you to take on this for a couple hours because I need a nap. I'm a nap queen. I will take a nap anywhere, anytime, however long I can <laughs> 
If it's 25 minutes or two hours, I'll take either one. And so for me, another level of self-care is also having time with God. Another level of self-care is making sure I have my coffee in the morning. Like those things matter to me and it, it preps me for my day. And so I think going back to the original question of why is it hard for moms to set a schedule is you got to find out what works for you. You got to go back to what do you like? What pours into me? Because I can have all these roles all day, but if I'm not full or Mm -hmm. I'm not even looking at the identity of me as a person and addressing that, then I'm no good for anybody. And I know we say that all the time, but it's really, really a big thing. Yeah. Again. Okay. Let's review. So if you just, (laughs) if you didn't hear, if you didn't write everything down, don't worry I got your review so um so what I'm hearing is prioritize set certain things so um if something was to do laundry today that doesn't mean go over and put those two glasses that was in dishes and in the sink in the dishwasher that can wait till tomorrow okay so prioritize um and then don't um don't okay if you have a list, prioritize those things. So what I'm trying to say is that don't make a list. And like you said, don't eat the elephant today. Prioritize. Yeah, so and, prior- and just not to interrupt you too, Allison, but prioritizing, when people think about that, it's like, how do I prioritize when everything seems important? I always say pick three things. Yes. Three I was, yeah. Things in the day that you can do. Mm-hmm. Three, just three. Even if your to-do list consists of three things, what are three things you can do? Yeah. You know you got to put the kids in the bath and put them to bed. You know you got to make cook dinner. You know you got to do those things. But with that, what are three things that you can that you know you can get done and that can help with the prioritizing piece. Yeah. Um I also heard with the prioritizing, um even obviously prioritizing you. Okay? I as well am a nap queen, okay? Before we did this, like I told you before we started this, yeah. I took a nap. I was like, I got an hour. <laughs> I took a nap. But look at, like you were saying, look at what matters to you. And even if it's the little things, like you said, your cup of coffee. Okay? Like my favorite thing in the morning. I understand. My favorite thing. Yes. I'm not a coffee drinker, but a shower. Sometimes Gemma may bathe with me, but it's like a couple nights out a week. Can I bathe by myself? <laughs> Can I just have time to myself or watching your favorite show if you just want to be quiet or whatever that may be? And then I really love, like you were saying, include your support system. Have a reach out to your, let people know. Like, like you said, in your scheduling, whenever the baby comes, you're like, I know, they know that people are going to have to be here because these naps is importante. <laughs> they're, they're very serious. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so you were saying um, the skills. What do you mean? Because I've, I've just heard you say that word. So having the skills to um, to scheduling, is that going back to the prioritizing or are there more things that we need to kind of know and and setting up our schedule for the day or are there different types of scheduling that we may need to look into because I know for me the biggest thing may be a time block but then but that that may not work that may not work for the person sitting next to me yeah so one of the universal things I always tell people is finding a day you can plan so I Sunday plan 
Sunday okay. planning is so when I say skills, let me backtrack before I go into the tools. Mm-hmm. So when I say skills, it's almost as if I'm talking to you, teaching you how to twist your hair. There's a step-by-step process. You're not gonna go into full-on putting styling gel on your hair when your hair is dirty. You're gonna wash it first, condition it, you're gonna then twist it, you're gonna then detangle or detangle then twist, then put, you know, all the steps. Yeah. And so when I say skill, it is something one, you learn over time, mm-hmm. but it's two, it's something you have to implement. And it's something that you can always pick up during different seasons. So for a lot of my clients, a lot of them have said to me that if I fall off, I know what I need to do to get back on. If I fall mm-hmm. off, I know how I can start setting my day up. And so one of the things that I always recommend universally with every person is really proper planning. Like in order to really like have a ballpark view of your week or day, you have to plan. Like you, this, doing, doing your to-do list in your head don't work. It sure don't. It don't, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't, it has no weight in, in being able to do it. But I think a lot of times because we, again, going back to it being habitual, we go back into the resolve of, oh, I didn't write my to-do list today, so I'm just going to work in my head. And then you find that you start and stop stuff, you get easily distracted, you start self-soothing, you may scroll social media for two hours because you're avoiding something, you start procrastinating, you avoid because you're trying, because one, you don't really want to do it, but two... (laughs) It's also a thing of your mindset towards it is very negative because there was no proper planning. And so I always teach people universally plan on Sundays. Sundays Mm -hmm. is a very chill day for everybody unless you work. And you can pull out 45 minutes alone if you can sitting on the couch with your kids while they're watching a movie and writing in your note section on your phone, what you need to do for the week. I always say, if you have a calendar and you are an appointment person, we put things in your calendar, like times and dates, look at your calendar, see what's on your calendar, see what you need to do that week, see how you need to scope out the week. The problem is, is that there's really, you can get a lot done in the day, but because of, again, it hasn't been something you ta- you've been taught, you feel like, oh, I need more hours in the day. It was really like, okay, well, how are you taking advantage fully of the 24 hours you're given? How are you taking advantage fully of the two hours that you may not have the kids? Yeah. How do you take full advantage of the two hours when they're asleep at eight o'clock and you can work from nine to 10? Two hours is a long time. Most of us are like, I'm so tired. I don't even have it in me. But what, okay, well then what can you do for 30 minutes? Can you speed clean your house? Can you straighten up your living room for 30 minutes? Really, that may only take 10 to 15. And so we overthink how long stuff will take us and we don't proper plan. So sitting down, doing a brain dump, and I always say brain dump in categories. So like, which means personal, home, family, business, um, health, 
what marriage and writing your to-dos for those categories is if you just kind of write down a whole bunch of stuff, you're going to be a little confused or you'll have 50 limb things on your head versus I'm just brain dumping for the kids. What do I need to do for the kids? Do I need to go to Walmart and buy this baseball bat because so-and-so has a game next week and I need to go buy this? That's a to-do, but that also is something you can put on your list to do if you're out running errands to run to Walmart to do. And so when you have that then, then you can start putting those things into your day. So if Monday comes and I'm only focusing on work that day, Mm -hmm. okay, well then I'm not going to be putting a bunch of stuff on there. I may only speed clean my house for an hour or something of that nature. And so I think, again, it goes back to the skill. It goes back to really just, again, proper planning, not looking at things as, um, um, I think another thing, and I'm sorry to add this, but mm-hmm. another thing is we look at a lot of tasks as projects. So, or we look at a lot of projects as tasks. So like, for example, let's talk about your t-shirt line. Am I talking about it? So that's a project. That's not a task. Correct. Launching a t-shirt line requires multiple steps. Yeah. It requires multiple things of you. Let me even give another example. Going to the grocery store to cook cooking dinner, meal prepping mm-hmm. is yeah. a project. That's not a task. A so when I say that to say a task is one individualized thing, cleaning the living room is a task. Cleaning my house is a project. Why? Because my house has multiple rooms, it has multiple things that I'd have to do. So when I think about meal prepping for the family on Sunday, well, I got to figure out what we're going to eat. Then I got to make a list. Then I go to the store. Then I figure out what day I'm cooking. Then I have to cook the food. That's multiple action steps that's required of you. So when I say proper planning, when you write on Sunday on your to-do list, meal prep. Okay, girl, well, you need to break that down even more. When do you need to go to the grocery store? When are you going to figure out the the list? When are you going to figure out what day you're going to cook? Like, those are multiple things. I know I'm, like, making this a little bit in detail, but it it helps to be able to see it that way. So when you do sit down to plan or trying to have the skill to be able to time manage more, you'll be able to know how to put those things into your day. Um, and so that's where you can get into time blocking. That's where you can get into blocking off time on Wednesday evening to go to the grocery store to come mm-hmm. home and cook. Yeah, look if y'all haven't if y'all haven't brought out your notepads yet, you should have already. You need to re-listen to the episode, okay? Because um, <laughs> she's dropping so much, and I I want to go back to something that you said that getting back on track. Because everything that you have mentioned has been stuff that I did maybe a week or two weeks ago. And the past two weeks, I have had a schedule change. So I've kind of like cracked and haven't gotten back on it. So everything you're talking about, planning your week out, I haven't done the past two weeks. Um, I, I was doing it, though, because I got a whole board, whiteboard, has my whole week on it, and I hadn't done it. Or even like you were saying, and because of that, I've missed things. Um, and then, uh, like you were saying, looking at tasks versus projects, it's like, because I didn't look at my week, I missed d- doing these things. And now I had to rush to do a project versus, um, trying to, um, and I had to rush to do a project like it was a task, but it was really a project. 
But so and you end up spending four hours on one thing when you really on one break thing. because it's because that and that's why people procrastinate because it's like you avoid doing it because it you know it's gonna take a lot of your time, but you're stressed the whole week. And so you have no choice but to focus four hours on this one thing versus mm-hmm. having had known you could break that up into days. Exactly. Exactly. So how is it whenever we do find our schedule and we do get you know, something does mess it up and we're like, oh man, because immediately, I think you had said this, we kind of go into like overwhelm or failure mode and we think like, man, I didn't do this and I should have done that. And why didn't I did, why didn't that? So instead of, you know, mind shift change, let's give ourselves grace. And how do we get back on track? And it's probably, it's probably like a really simple answer. I'm going to ask it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that you're going to have days where you're off, like, mm-hmm this entire month for me has been off because I'm just, I'm realizing I'm about to have a child and you are not one woman. You cannot do 50 of them things, Rosalind. You just can't. And not only with that, yeah, it's required me to shift my own mindset towards the way I operate because my body is now tired. So whereas I had usually when I was, you know, not pregnant or didn't have kids by myself, I could easily tell myself, Kirk, get it together. Get it together, sis. You ain't got no obligations to nobody. Now I'm obligated to growing a human, so I have to rest. And so you're going to have days you're off. And so I think it's giving yourself grace. Like the failure mindset becomes a thing where you put unrealistic expectations on yourself, which is everybody struggles with that. It, it's, we not, we are not God. We are not, we can't be everywhere at one time. I think what happens though, when we do have breakdowns is then making adjustments. What did I give too much time to? What did I give too much thought to? How am I talking? You know, like being kind to yourself of like, you are only one person. Did I not utilize my supports? Did I not plan ahead of time? And going back to those things that work for you versus sulking in the fact that you should have, could have, would have, should have. That's just yeah. shame. And shame doesn't do anything but make you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you do practically get to that point, when you have the epiphany finally of like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like I have to gets that's why i would say sunday is a reset day like sunday is always a reset let me get on top of it let me do what i need to do today to reset myself so if i've gone all week and the whole week was trash when i get to (laughs) sunday i'm like okay what do i need to do differently and so having that self-evaluation that check-in with yourself it really only takes like 30 minutes to do how can I then implement this week some things that work? Um, I always utilize my friends. So I have a squad I call for different things. So I have a squad for like y'all and my mommy squad. Um, uh, I have a squad for business. So I have two friends that I call whenever I'm struggling with business because one, they're full-time entrepreneurs and they make great buddy doing what they do so they understand (laughs) this very well I don't so if I'm struggling with business decisions or things of that nature I call them I have lifetime friends where I can call them say some really bad words 
and they understand and listen to me. Yeah. And I have friends, um, family who I go to when I'm, you know, struggling with whatever that I know will listen and empathize. I have married friends. Um, and so those are people I utilize because not every friend can give you advice in specific areas for the same thing. It's just, yeah. I'm not my business friends. I don't really talk to them a lot about marriage because we, one of them is single. One of them is married, but I'd be like business with her. And so it's just kind of like one of those things where it's, I utilize my supports. That was something I learned in counseling. Like I don't, I don't do well trying to do figure it out on my own. Sometimes I just need mm-hmm. to call and say, I need to vent and I need you to just listen to me. Um, and utilizing those people. And then also, you know, as sometimes it's as inconsistent as I can be, being very, very vocal with God about what I'm struggling with. Like I tr- I never try to hide my feelings with God. I learned that early on that that just doesn't work for me. I try to be very, very transparent. So if sharing my feelings with God, if that requires me to journal, if that requires me to turn on praise and worship music, to reset myself, and then saying, okay, how do I hop back into it? I can't stay. I don't have time to stay in a pity party or a mental breakdown for three days. Like I have to have this pity party for these two days <laughs> and I'm hopping back into it. And so that's really kind of the place I allow myself to be. Um, I usually try not to go a full day in a pity party, but if it happens, it happens. Um, and so then I just get back on it. All right, so <clears throat> reevaluating, uh, maybe adjusting what you were doing before, and then really just doing it. Just do it, Nike said, and really just doing it, and just kind of getting past your your feelings, your emotions. And I, I think, I think I really put this on Instagram today. It's interesting, but getting past your feelings and emotions, and really just honing into what needs to be done. Yeah, because feelings like, are Yeah. Feelings can be a compass, but they aren't facts. Like yeah. feelings tell me what the trigger was, but feelings aren't the facts of what I'm not a failure. Yeah. I'm not a bad mom. I'm not a bad wife. I had a bad day. But I'm not a failure. I'm not I don't lack purpose. I don't you see what I'm saying? You see how those shifting yeah. just like completely t- it's like that's not my identity. I may have had a bad week. But that doesn't encompass who I am. That can help me understand what was the trigger. The trigger might have been my kids literally hollered and screamed for five hours and would not calm down. And I could not figure out how to fix it. Yeah. And so I just associated that as I'm a bad parent. I'm not doing enough. I really just want them to go away. I'm now I'm a bad mom because I want my kids to go away. Like, you know, we associate that. We generalize it to our identity. But in all reality is in five years, these kids going to be up and talking and they won't be crying. So it's like, do I associate this little one-time period of them crying as I'm a bad person? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so right. Woo! I hope y'all um have pages of notes right now with Miss Ross. <laughs> with Miss Ross Lemonade, because it was just everything in this interview has just been so um appropriate. So Tommy, I really think these are things that people can really take and say, 
these are really action steps people can really sit down and do and not feel like they have to, you know, do all these crazy things. It's something like she said, you can do while your kid is playing Lion King for the fifth time today. That's what Joe John Jimmy am right now. Just like, yeah. But like while that movie is playing, you could be on your phone doing your brain dump. You could be categorizing things. You can be looking at your week. You could really can be, be scheduling some to, things in. I can be going into the kitchen while they watching mm-hmm. TV and taking inventory of what's in my fridge to cook for this week. Yeah. Because I don't have to make a go buy a bunch of stuff. I can go see what's in the fridge that I can put possibly put together and maybe go buy one thing versus going to the grocery store, buying a full list of things, getting home. I realize I have two cans of this. You know what I'm saying? There's ways you can multitask. If if yeah. they're in the living room, the reality is I'm not going to clean the living room. Can I empty the dishwasher? Mm-hmm. That takes 10 minutes. It doesn't feel good to do. I hate emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. Well, if I can spend 10 minutes while they're doing that, I can then spend 10 minutes later before I go to bed putting the dishes in the sink to an empty dishwasher. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, tell everybody how they can um, get a hold of you or if they're interested in doing more with you or learning more with you, how can we locate you? So, um, so I do have a podcast. My podcast is called Therapy as a Christian. Um, I talk about my mental health journey and seeking counseling as a Christian because uh, it's not talked about as much. It has, it's become a thing now, but when I started, yeah. it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Uh, it's been almost two years. And so I uh, talk about my mental health journey um, very transparently about what that looks like as a Christian that struggled with anxiety and depression. Um, and then I also, you can follow me on Instagram, it's at Rosalyn Renee, R-O-S-L-Y-N-R-E-N-E. Um, I post on there often. And as well as you can go to my website, um, it's rosalynrenee.com. Um, I have different things on there um, as well as like you can take advantage of my time management masterclass. That's something that I uh, recently did. So mm-hmm. all of those things and then new things, of course, are going to come down the pipeline once I get back from maternity leave because I feel like the Lord is switching up everything. In my life. <laughs> so yeah but that's the most consistent thing right now my podcast and my instagram so you can follow me yeah. there yeah. well thank, thank you so you much for being having me here. alice this is a great opportunity i appreciate you you're very welcome i thank you for being on here and sharing all your goodness on this on um, with our mom friends so thank you so much we'll see y'all next week ladies bye